Hi, everyone. Anne Louise Gittleman here for the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. If you haven't picked up my new book, Radical Longevity, go to RadicalLongevityBook.com for six free gifts. And do I have a gift for you today? We have Mr. Ozone himself, Mr. Dr. Frank Schallenberger, who is the father of ozone therapy. Dr. Frank, welcome to First Lady of Nutrition. Great to be with you, Anne. Now, tell me about ozone, the cure that time almost forgot. Uh, well, okay. So first of all, um, for the listeners who may not know what this is, ozone is oxygen. It's pure oxygen, at least medical grade ozone. So, you know, they talk about ozone being in pollution. We're not talking about that. We're talking about medical grade ozone, which is uh, doctors actually make this. So we take, uh, we take regular oxygen in a medical oxygen tank. We send that oxygen through a converter. And what happens is that oxygen in the medical tank is, is uh, two oxygen atoms together. That's called O2. That's the oxygen that's in the air we breathe is O2. Uh, and the reason uh, that you have two atoms together is because an oxygen atom all by itself can't really exist in nature. It's not balanced. It doesn't have uh, enough electrons, so it's not balanced. So what it does is it instantaneously pairs up with a second oxygen atom. The two of them get close enough together so that they can share electrons. And that gives a fairly stable molecule. We call that O2, and that's the oxygen that we breathe in. When you run that through a converter box, what the converter box does is it takes the O2 molecules, shoots a current through them, the current breaks them up into O1s again. And of course, instantaneously, they go back into O2. But a percentage of them, roughly 2 to 3% of them, will go into a molecule called of O3. So it's three oxygen atoms uh, sharing the electrons instead of two. And uh, that's ozone. So ozone is basically three oxygen atoms. And the reason it's so effective uh, for so many medical issues is because those three um, oxygen atoms, that's not a stable, that's not a stable molecule. The stable molecule is two, that, but, but when you put that third one in there, there's just not enough electrons to make that stable. So what's gonna happen pretty instantaneously when you put that molecule into the human body is instantaneously, it grabs an electron, it needs an electron. It's gonna grab an electron and it's gonna start electron movement, which basically is the source of all life, is electron movement. So it's a mm. dramatic stimulator of electron movement. And that's why we can harness it to do all the kinds of things we're probably gonna end up talking about. So, how is ozone a modern day remedy? I mean, is it something that you use for virus, for example? I know it's a hot button these days. It is. Uh, but let me just say that it's not actually a modern day remedy. And it, Thank it, goes, you. it goes back to the 1800s. And, uh, you know, I, I like to tell people that uh, this is not a new thing. There are close to 3000 published scientific uh, papers on ozone therapy that have been published ever since the late 1800s. Um, the the other, other thing that's kind of nice to know is that the, some, of the, some of the real geniuses in medicine and the real geniuses in science over the last century and a half 
have been involved with ozone and, and the medical use of ozone. So it's not, it's not a new guy on the block, which is one of the reasons I like it so much. It's not a, a sort of a, like your, your latest flash in the pan. So there, there's so many things that we can do with it. So, so what can we do with it? I mean, okay, all right. That's the, and you're the, you're the key. I mean, you have an ozone uh, clinic, am I correct? You have an ozone school or an ozone academy. I mean, you, you are the king of ozone. What, what? Uh, let, let's, let's just start. I mean, this is a long list, but let me just start off this way and say, um, one, one of the primary things it does, and especially these days, uh, and, and by that I mean with all, all the all the stuff we're hearing about viruses and such is um, ozone is a dramatic stimulator of what we call cytokine production. And what cytokines are is they're molecules. They are the molecules that the immune system uses to uh, contain and fight infections. And ozone uh, is a dramatic stimulator. When you take a white cell and it gets exposed to ozone, the ozone grabs an electron from it. And that electron movement stimulates that cell to produce three to four times more cytokines. So if you've got, for example, a virus in your system and uh, your, your, your white cells are busy fighting it by dumping out these cytokines, uh, you'll dump out three to four times as many cytokines and really stimulate that immune system to be extra effective at what it wants to do. So this is used for all autoimmune issues, would you say? Well, that's true. You can uh, autoimmune, or, or again, is another immune-related thing. This is another white cell-related uh, uh, thing. It's different than fighting an infection, uh, but it's sort of like a, an immune system that's out of balance. It's not properly balanced. It's not properly controlled. And ozone, is, it can be a pretty good stabilizer to that. So... What, you know, there's so many questions I have. How does one take ozone? What are the different forms of use of ozone? I mean, I've, I've heard people can use it in their ears, for example. People have sniffed it up their noses. I mean, they, they've used it anally. Is there, is there a particular way it's most effective? Uh, let me just... Uh... Just say for all the listeners, because we're not going to be able to cover all this today, probably. No, but it's magnificent. It's so very interesting. So very <laughs> yeah. interesting. I was going to just mention, I there's a book I wrote called The Ozone Miracle. Mm. And uh, people Thank can you. get it through Amazon, for example. And it's designed for lay people to do two things. One, understand the mechanisms by which ozone creates its marvelous effects on the human body. Love and them. two... It's sort of a cookbook or a recipe book for how to use it in all the various ways that lay people can use it at home. So whatever I don't cover today, it's it's covered in that book. So listeners, if they're interested, should should take a read of that. So it can be a do it yourself treatment is what you're saying, based on the it, instructions in the ozone miracle. I tell you what, and if uh, if every family had an ozone generator and knew how to use it, it'd be a whole different medical world. Well, thanks to you, we have one. So I, I adore <laughs> it. I adore it. It's cl cleared up my sinuses and we're working on yeah. all kinds of other things at this point. So what about taking ozone IV? Is that appropriate? Yeah, so probably the most commonly way ozone is used 
is when you uh, do what we call major autotherapy, which is you put a needle into the vein, you take blood out as in the same way as if you were donating blood. Let's say you go to, to Red Cross and you're donating blood. Blood's coming out of you into this bag. And then what we do is when enough blood is collected in the bag, we inject ozone into the bag along with the blood, kind of gently rock it, mix it up. And then basically all that blood has now been transformed. It's now medicine. Mm. And so we hang that bag up on the, uh, uh, on the pole, the IV pole, and we just run it right back into the patient's body. And basically they're getting their own blood back, but the blood is now all the cytokines have tripled and quadrupled. Uh, antioxidants have been created uh, and uh, circulation phenomenons happen. And it basically is an incredible rejuvenator of the entire body because it's, it's treating the blood. And of course the blood's gonna go everywhere, including the brain, everything. And so that's the most probably common way that it's used. So you keep talking about the cytokine storm, and we've heard that in relationship to COVID. Can you yeah. differentiate the a deleterious cytokine storm to the one that you're talking about, which appears to be beneficial? Yes. So uh, let's specifically look at virus because that's a hot topic. Thank you. So, so you get a virus into your system. And uh, what's going to happen is your white cells are going to recognize it and they're going to start doing things. Those things that they start doing are basically going to be orchestrated by the kinds of cytokines that they produce and secrete. And the cytokine storm happens when the white cells are disabled. They can't properly secrete the cytokines. And, and the cytokines that they do secrete are out of balance and can actually create a problem. Hmm. Uh, ozone is a normalizer of those cytokines. And one thing I want to mention while I'm thinking of it is a study that was put out. And this, this study is a mind blower. What I'm about to tell you, and the listeners are going to listen to this and they're going to think, oh my goodness. Um, but uh, about, uh, what was it now? It's going to be about almost a little bit over a year ago. Uh, Franzini and Cirambolo in uh, Italy uh, published a study. And in this study, they took uh, 50, uh, actually, maybe it was, no, I think it was 50. They took 50 men. They were all over the age of 74. The majority of them, almost like 95% of them, had a bunch of illnesses, anywhere from diabetes to hypertension uh, to uh, lung disease and so forth and so on. These were, this was not your healthy group, okay? Every single one of these guys um, was infected with uh, COVID. Every single one of them was admitted to the hospital and required oxygen assistance and respiratory assistance. And what they did was uh, they gave them the usual care, which in, in, in most hospitals is basically nothing but fluids and support. And, uh, but to this group, they did some ozone therapy, exactly what I was just talking about. They did this blood therapy. And out of that, you know what happened? Out of those 50 people, uh, only four of them died. Hmm. Only four of them died. Now, now you got to think about this. Because in the United States, in similar studies, in similar groups of people, the way we're treating people here, 20 would have died. My gosh, wow, this is jaw-dropping. So, so I'm looking at that study, and I'm thinking, you know what? 80% of the people that supposedly died of COVID here in the United States 
did not die of COVID. They died from poor medical management from wow. a from a country and a medical system that absolutely refuses to look at anything that's effective for helping people other than drugs. So what what, what are we doing to kind of change that paradigm, Dr. Frank? Uh, you know, quite frankly, I think it's more or less hopeless. Um, mm. The data is there. I have contacted uh, senators, I've contacted presidents, I've contacted the everybody you could possibly think of contacting. There is zero interest in anything that's not from big pharma, period, end of story. So and people so have to really take their health in their own hands and find an integrative functional medicine doctor that's knowledgeable about ozone. You just hit the nail on the head. You don't expect the medical system here to do squat. Uh, but you, here the good news is, Great. You don't need the darn medical system. You can treat it yourself at home and get better results than the medical system could ever get. Now, if, a, if one of our listeners has an issue that needs medical oversight, do you have a list of practitioners that have been certified through your ozone programs? Yeah, great question. And the answer is yes. So I'm going to give you uh, two websites that they can go to to find doctors. Uh, the one I prefer is the website for the American Academy of Ozone Therapy. All the doctors listed on that website are fellows in the academy, and that that's, means they've passed a lot of a uh, lot of lot of testing. What is that? What is that URL? Yeah, so that is um, A A O T American Academy Ozone Therapy A A O T dot U S. Excellent. So. Uh, let me give you the other one too. Uh, the other one uh, is called Oxygen Healing Therapies. That's plural, therapies. OxygenHealingTherapies.com. So my next question is going to be, give us all of the success stories. You can't give us all of them. You've been practicing for over 40 years. Give us some of those success stories that will give people real hope and motivation, people that have come to you on their last leg, so to speak. Yeah, okay. Happy to. Um, uh, you know, I, I, up, up where I am, I may be, well, I, know, I don't think I'm the only doctor, but out of all the, the hundreds of doctors we have in the area, uh, I'm probably one of maybe two doctors that actually sees COVID patients. So that's the, one of the big problems that we have here is that uh, none of the people, doctors- And tell people where you are, Dr. Frank. Yeah, I, I'm in Carson City, Nevada which is in Northern Nevada, close to Reno. So we, we do get COVID patients come in. I encourage them to come in, but let me give you just a couple of, of our more dramatic cases. Most of the cases are not dramatic. Uh, they're more or less people who are just sick with it, just need some help. Uh, but for example, and, and the case I'm gonna tell you about is, we, this is not uncommon. This is not an uncommon one of a kind type case. Uh, for example, uh, maybe seven months ago, I had a, a lady call me up, patient of mine, not a very good patient. Uh, she's obese. Um, she has uncontrolled insulin-dependent diabetes. Ooh. She doesn't really take care of herself. Her A1C is like 11. Uh, she's got hypertension. She had heart failure uh, last August, uh, had a heart attack, was put on about five different drugs. So that's the lady I'm talking about. Not, not yet. And she's like 74. She's not very healthy, you know? Wow. So she calls, calls the clinic up and says, you know what? I'm short of breath. I can't breathe very easily. Um, 
I've got a fever and I'm pretty sure I'm sick with COVID. So we said, come on down. So she comes on down. Uh, sure. We did the COVID test, which by the way, is not very accurate, but anyhow, it did come out positive. And um, we just we proceeded to treat her with the following. I gave her a dose of ivermectin. I is gave there her a, a specific, what was the dose, the milligram? Dose? Yeah. So basically on ivermectin, it's, um, it's going to be, uh, let's see, nine milligrams for every hundred pounds of body weight. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Copious notes. Yeah. Okay, good. And so I, we gave her the dose of ivermectin. I uh, then gave her the ozone treatment, the blood ozone treatment, followed that up with 25 grams of vitamin C put her on a hydrogen peroxide nebulizer, made sure she was taking her vitamin D and zinc and all that stuff. Brought her back the next day, she's 50% better. Gave her a second treatment, this time without the ivermectin because you only need to do the ivermectin once. Um, and so the second day she just got the ozone and the vitamin C. Brought her back the third day just because I wanted to check her and make sure she's over it. Comes back the third day, she's completely well. Uh, so 48 hours, 48 hours. It's absolute, all it took for a gal that had turnaround. major, and then she had major comorbidities on top. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I gave her, on the third day, I gave her another dose of it, and just for the road, just to make sure. And, you know, she was perfectly fine. That's the end of that story. That's so what could have happened here in the United States oh, if, right. if our darn medical system weren't so stubborn. And And then some. So tell me why, and I, I digress a little bit, but you're so knowledgeable, I can't help myself. Ivermectin is effective because why? The, uh, this particular virus has this thing that I'm sure everybody's heard of called the spike protein. Mm -hmm. And uh, the spike protein is how it enters into cells. Viruses can't, can't really do anything bad to you unless they can get into your cells. They have to get into your cells. And uh, so the way they get into your cells is through a receptor on your cells called an ACE2 receptor. That's A-C-E, ACE2 receptor. And this spike protein can interact with that ACE2 receptor. And through that interaction, it allows the virus to get into the cells. The ivermectin interferes with that receptor. It won't allow the spike protein to interact with the receptor. Is it because it's an anti-parasitic? Does that have anything to do with it? You I know, just I find it just fascinating that yeah, it's I, crazy. I don't I don't really know much about parasites or you know all that. Um, and if that if that that ability to interact with the H two receptor has something to do with why it, it works so well for parasites, because as you know, it's a parasite drug. Yes. Uh, but but that's basically the mechanism of action. That's what it does. And so effectively, what about hydroxychloroquine? Now Hydroxy, yeah, hydroxychloroquine is a little bit different, but it's just kind of the same concept. Whereas ivermectin interferes with the receptor, um, uh, hydroxychloroquine interferes with the way the spike protein interacts with the receptor. So they both are working on that ACE2 receptor, but in mm -hmm. slightly different ways. So... What would what would a client or a patient that you saw that that you were able to heal from the COVID nineteen? What would be the follow up at home? I mean, what would you tell her to do to really enhance her immunity? Um, first of all, I congratulate her, <laughs> and I tell her, you know what, 
you just got infected with the virus. And because you're infected with the virus and now have gotten over it, you now have lifelong immunity to that virus. Oh. You will never be bothered by that virus again. Whereas if you were to go get the vaccine, which is absolutely useless, it won't work. Uh, but you have been permanently immunized. So good for you. I just make sure, and that they, they get over and they don't somehow relapse, which I've never seen a relapse, but, you know, potentially could happen. Just haven't seen it. Uh, and that's the end of the story. I mean, I don't see him anymore. Like that lady after that third day, I never saw, I, I see her every now and then because she comes in for a visit, but, but uh, she's perfectly well and she's going to stay perfectly well, at least with respect to COVID. Wonderful. So beyond virus, what else can we use ozone for? There's got to be a big laundry list. Yeah, there is. Uh, probably the second thing that comes to mind for me is cardiovascular disease. Uh, interesting. I never even thought of that. Interesting. Yeah. Also, ozone is a potent stimulator of oxygen delivery. Uh, it's a potent stimulator of circulation. It's a potent stimulator of nitric oxide, which is another stimulator of circulation. Uh, and so much cardiovascular disease is actually caused by subacute bacterial infections. So the cytokine- oh, Say that again, say that again slowly so people can okay. really get that. That's All really right. dramatic. Yeah, it is, it really is. Um, what a lot of people don't understand is that uh, these plaques that we form in the coronary arteries have bacteria in the plaque. And part of the reason they've got the plaque is because the bacteria are there. The body is trying to fight the bacteria in, in the, doing that inflammation is created. When the inflammation is created, it activates certain cells in the endothelium of the, of the arteries there that create the plaque. So really this plaque is, is infected. So where's that coming from, Dr. Frank? Uh, most people associated with uh, poor dentition, uh, mm. periodontal disease and such. But you, I mean, one of the chief, uh, chief uh, bacteria involved in this is called mycoplasma. And mycoplasma, very common yes. respiratory bacteria. Huh. How, do you, how would you find a mycoplasma, by the way? Well, you know, uh, I don't find it, but, you know, they've done this, all this in research papers. But all I do is I give ozone. What's so cool about ozone, Anne, is it doesn't care what the bacteria is. <laughs> it doesn't care what the virus is. It just stimulates your immune system to do what it's supposed to do. Which is what you want in any kind of disease mechanism. Yeah, you know, people, people have to think this way. Um, God gave us an immune system that works great. Our problem is not that he screwed up. Our problem is that we screw it up. Yes. Yeah. So we don't eat right. We stress out. We don't sleep right. We use glyphosate on and on. The whole list goes on. And we screw up our immune systems to the point that when we get infected with the virus, instead of just corralling the virus instantaneously, like what normally would be done with a good functioning immune system, we actually get sick and sometimes die. So this just helps to correct that. So besides cardiovascular viral issues, what else do you use ozone for? Uh, I, want people to, I want people to see yeah. the, the multifactorial mm -hmm. remedy. You know, it's a great 
remedy for um, just the aging process in general. And, you know, um, all virtually every disease there is, especially diabetes and cancer. But what, what happens is people get diseases because something's out of balance in their system. The disease doesn't really come from without. So, so when, when they get a, like a, a chronic, say, infection, like hepatitis or something like that, that's not because of the virus. The virus is just there. It's a trigger, if you will. But mm -hmm. the reason they're sick is because inside themselves, there's an imbalance. That's why they got sick. So you can have 10 people, for example, all exposed to the same virus. Two people get sick, eight don't. The reason the two people get sick is because they're out of balance to the extent that it did, they, they weren't able to contain the uh, virus. The reason the eight people didn't get sick is because they're not out of balance. So what ozone does is it tends to bring the body back into balance, makes us healthier all around. So the, the beautiful thing about it is it's applicable in basically every single patient I see that mm. has any kind of chronic disease. It's especially good for cardiovascular, especially good for chronic infections, uh, especially good for autoimmune disease, but it's actually good for everything. So if a patient were to come to your clinic, you have all kinds of wonderful diagnostic tools. And let's yeah. say there's something going on, but the patient himself and the blood tests don't reveal it. There's sub, some subclinical issue. How would you find out what that was? Yeah, you, so, um, so that's a, that's a, that, that leads into a, a great kind of explanation of the difference between uh, biological medicine and allopathic medicine. Great, let's take it. Allopathic medicine is the medicine that I learned in medical school, which is basically about diagnosing things. And so I diagnose and I say, okay, you've got such and such a disease. And then I come up with a medication or a treatment to either treat the disease or treat the symptoms of the disease. That's the allopathic model. It's based upon getting a diagnosis. Uh, but in the biological medicine, that's not how we look at things. The way we look at things with biological medicine is we say, you know what? The reason you're sick is because imbalances in your system. I don't really care what the diagnosis is. I care what the imbalances are. So I'm going to look for your imbalances. Do you have an imbalance in your hormonal system? Do you have an imbalance in your redox or your antioxidant system? Do you have an imbalance in your nervous system? Do you have an imbalance in your adrenals or your liver and on and on? We look at all these systems because there's something wrong with the systems. Somewhere. And I don't, I'm not really focusing on the diagnosis here. I'm focusing on the systems that led to the diagnosis. So do you do blood tests for that or do you? Yeah. Yeah. So we could do blood tests. One of my favorite is to do, um, uh, a test that looks at how, uh, how our bodies handle oxygen. I think that's actually the key to staying healthy and mm. living a long and, and fruitful life is uh, how, how we process oxygen. What test is that, may I ask? So I call it bioenergy testing. It's a, it's a system that I developed uh, some 20 odd years ago and patented. And what it involves is uh, the patient puts on a, a mask, kind of like a scuba mask. They're breathing through this thing, and the uh, their uh, their the the 
breathing tube is connected to an analyzer, it's basically going to analyze two things, how much oxygen their body's taking in and how much carbon dioxide their body's putting out in real time. Huh. And so what I do, Ann, is I put them on the, uh, I put them on like a bicycle and we make them work progressively harder. And as they're working harder and harder and harder, they're consuming more and more oxygen to uh, meet the energy needs. And, uh, and the oxygen levels go up, 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 up. Well, at some point, they just tail off, which is basically the body saying, you know what? This is as much oxygen as this body can process. So then I take that number and I compare it to what would be usual for a healthy young person. And, and I want it to be as good as a healthy young person, no matter what age that person is. Because typically speaking, starting around the age of 35, our ability to process oxygen into energy starts to become derailed. It starts to not work so well. Now, most people don't notice this unless they're some kind of high-level athlete. If they're that person, they're going to notice that at the age of 35 or 40, they can't do what they used to do. But ordinarily, ordinary individuals like me, for example, aren't going to notice that. But you start to get around, be around 55, 60, it starts to become noticeable. And that, that inability to properly turn oxygen over into energy is what causes aging and all chronic disease. So I key big time on that. So you get that information and then you treat it a certain way? Yeah. So let's say you came in to see me mm-hmm. uh, and you, you might come in to see me and say, you know what, uh, I have these problems. Or you might come in to see me and you say, and you might say, you know what, I don't have any problems. I feel really good. I just want to be, stay this way for the next 20 years. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this test on you in either event. And if you have a problem with it, I might come back and I might say, you know what, Ann? you are not processing oxygen very efficiently. Let's fix that and make sure that no matter how old you are, you are processing oxygen just like you did when you were young. Because if, you, to the, to, if we can accomplish that, normally we can, you're just not going to get sick, period. You're going to be a 95-year-old woman and you're going to be running around like you did when you were 30. <laughs> so... Is this so you measure the oxygen, you put somebody on a program with the use of ozone, I assume. Am I right? Well, so that's that's pretty interesting. But I want to also present the listeners with the other side of the coin. Let's say you come in and I do the oxygen test on you and you test out great. You know, in which case I say, and you know what? I don't have much to tell. I don't know how much to tell you. Get the heck out of here and just keep doing what you're doing and maybe come back once every year, once every two years, just to make sure you're on your game. So how does what you do compare to going into a hyperbaric oxygen chamber? That's a great question. It's similar, but actually quite different. Uh, uh, What what a hyperbaric oxygen is going to do is it's going to deliver oxygen to tissues in a very powerful way. It's going to get a lot more oxygen into every tissue in your body than you can ordinarily get. Ozone doesn't actually do that at all. Ozone is not really an oxygen delivering system like hyperbaric is. Ozone is an electron moving system, whereas hyperbaric doesn't move electrons. It just provides oxygen and presumably to areas that aren't getting enough oxygen. Uh, Ozone doesn't do that. 
It's not providing oxygen. It's moving electrons so that people uh, can use the oxygen they already have much more efficiently. So if somebody had a traumatic brain injury where obviously there's something going on with the brain and lack of oxygen, would your treatment be effective? Yeah, and you know what uh, can be good for that also besides ozone treatment is hyperbaric. And you can combine the two because they, they're, they're, although they're similar in that they both involve oxygen, they're different and they're synergistic. So on the one hand, the hyperbaric is sending the extra oxygen to the brain, which maybe some of these traumatized areas aren't getting enough of. And two, ozone is then stimulating those cells to use the oxygen that they're getting more efficiently. Very interesting. Now, you all, what else do you offer at your clinic? I know your time is limited, so I want to get everything in as, as that I can. You order, you, you have something else that you do for the brain. Would you describe to the listeners what that is? Yeah, so uh, about, I want to say 10 years ago, a friend of mine called up and said, Frank, you won't believe it. Uh, it said, I've got this, uh, got this device here that I learned about that uh, um, uh, just fixes all kinds of brain-related problems. And he goes on to tell me, you know what, it'll fix depression, it fixes anxiety, it fixes PTSD, it fixes uh, brain trauma, it fixes post-concussion syndrome, it fixes insomnia, and ADD, and he goes on, the list goes on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I like you a lot, but I don't hardly believe this. Uh, <laughs> so, because these are all, everything he names is a difficult problem. These are not easy things to fix. To say the least. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I kind of blew him off for about a year, but he kept on pestering me. And I said, well, okay, bring the device up. Uh, and uh, the, the short version of the story is he brings the device up. I start using it in the office and darn if he isn't right. And uh, so I've been using it for the last 10 years. The name of the device, uh, he calls it IASIS. I-A-S-I-S, IASIS. It's apparently the Greek word for healing or something. Lovely. And, um, and what it is, it's, it's super fascinating. Uh, it basically, you attach leads to the person's head, and that goes into a machine called an electroencephalograph or an EEG, which measures all the brain waves. And then what the device does is it takes that information, feeds into a computer program that analyzes the balance of the brain waves. Now, with all these kinds of conditions, you know, PTSD, anxiety, insomnia, brain trauma, whatever, they always have an imbalance of brain waves. That's yes. characteristic. Yes. And, the, and the idea is, how do you get that into a better state of balance? It's not easy. Uh, but what this device does is it reads the imbalance, and then it literally injects a current. It's a microcurrent, so it's not the kind of current you'll feel. It's actually the same amplitude of current that there is already in the brain anyway, but it's enough of a current injected into the head to alter the brain waves. And the machine will sample various currents until it finds one that is bringing the brain waves into a better state of balance. Interesting, can that help oxygenate as well? Um, good question, don't know. I, I don't know uh, if that's part of it or not. I don't think of it that way, but why not? It might, it might do that. A lot of times we'll do that in conjunction with ozone therapy. Yes, uh, that's what I was and, thinking. Yeah, and also with some neurotransmitter therapy to, you know, in some like seriously difficult cases to speed the process along. How wonderful. 
So when people come to see you, they come either for viral issues, autoimmune issues, chronic fatigue. Did we discuss that? I don't think so. Cardiovascular. How does this work with chronic fatigue? Yeah, you know, most of the people I get are people that, you know, they've already seen two or three doctors. They're sick for a long time. They just can't get well. You know, when they've tried all kinds of stuff and, you know, it's just not working for some reason. That Those are usually my people. And um, so, but one of the things probably most of them have not had is uh, ozone therapy. So that's why I'm so big on ozone therapy because it works so well. And most people that are sick with these kinds of problems have never had it. So, you know, they got to give that a chance. So my last question to you is this. Why is an ozone better recognized? I mean, I've known of you for, for decades, literally, but how come it's not used by more integrative functional medicine docs? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, change happens slowly. That's all I can say. Uh, it doesn't happen rapidly. Ozone is a non-patentable molecule. You can't make any money on it. It's not profitable. Therefore, our medical system is completely uninterested in it. Um, in order to, for doctors to use ozone, they have to really fully learn about it. And the, the good news is that, uh, you know, I started the American Academy of Ozone Therapy back in uh, 2010. Mm. And uh, at that point, uh, we had maybe 15 doctors in the country. Uh, now we have thousands of doctors Wonderful. in the country. Wonderful. It's, it's not hundreds of thousands, but it's a start and the number keeps growing. I will tell the listeners of all the, uh, say, non-traditional or non-approved uh, medical therapies out there, uh, you know, anywhere from nutrition, acupuncture, whatever you want to look at, there's nothing that's growing as rapidly as ozone therapy. So it's going all over the world, here in the United States, uh, as I, I mentioned to you, and we probably have something like 500 papers on ozone, scientific papers on ozone published every year. Oh, my goodness. And what do you think of this will be my last question, my very, very last question. What about the ozonated olive oil that's popular? Uh, ozonated olive oil is so cool. It was, I don't know if you know that, but ozonated olive oil was invented by Nikola Tesla. No, I didn't know yeah, that. It makes it yeah. even more cool. Yeah, one of the, one of the all-time geniuses. Uh, Nikola Tesla invented it in 1904, uh, ozonated olive oil. Basically, you take olive oil, you bubble ozone through it. The olive oil captures the ozone in it. You keep this little bottle of ozone oil into your, in your icebox. It's good for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. Nothing never goes bad. It can fix almost anything on the skin. Whoa, and I'm using it for little red marks that I can't get rid of. It's very good yeah. for inflammation. It's, it's the best, great. The best it's thing. great for cosmetics too. Best you know, thing. You, you take put that on your face every night for like a night thing, and it'll make your skin look great. It's good for bug bites. It's awesome for infections and good for wrinkles and wrinkles. Yeah, and it's and all that frost. stuff. Very cool. Very cool. And very cool interview, Dr. Frank Schallenberger. What's on the docket for you? What's up for you for the next five years? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very excited about uh, all the all kinds of new developments in other areas than ozone. I think we've pretty much come close to maximizing out what ozone can do. It's just a matter of 
getting doctors to learn how to do it and getting it more available for people out there. But there's so many cool things out these days around peptides, around telomere uh, 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 lengthening, uh, and uh, just so many interesting things that, that are out there that I'm learning uh, that can be very adjunctive and helpful. And so I'm just, you know, I've only been doing this for like 48 years and I'm, oh I'm still, I'm still a freshman. I'm still learning. So that's, that's it's what's so cool. It's, it's so, it's so much fun. Uh, we do a great job, but you know, we don't fix everything. So, you know, we're constantly, we're, we're trying to get a little better edge on what we're doing. How wonderful. And I want to thank you for being my guest today. Will you come back? Be happy to anytime. I've enjoyed the interview and I certainly appreciate getting the word out to people. Oh, and I love it. So I want to thank you, Dr. Frank Schallenberger. I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank all of you for leaving a wonderful review about these podcasts from First Lady of Nutrition. And I want to also acknowledge my wonderful sponsors, unikeyhealth.com, cs-health.com, and come and visit us again soon. See you next week, my friend. Shalom, shalom. please don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.